Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Babakam Daf Kuf Yud Beis. We left off on Daf Kuf Yud Aleph Amid Beis. We are at the last Amar Mar Gzela Kayemes Chayavin on Daf Kuf Yud Aleph Amid Beis. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander and honor his wife and children. Adli the Nishmas' mother, Goldavah Simcha Shalom. Also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klaudi Shalom in these times. And Atzlacha for our soldiers and our captives. Also by Samuel Kadish in honor of the Shir and for the thousands of Dapim of Gemara and countless ideas and words of Torah that were learned by the Shir's attendees. Uh, we thank him very much. Also by the Spira family on the occasion of the recent Shloshim for Dr. Alex Spira of Montreal, Yeshaya Tzvi Ben Avram Eliezer Yehudis Zechron Levracha. Dr. Spira listened to our Davyomi Shir for over a decade and inspired his children and grandchildren to listen to the Shir and other online Shirim. I had an opportunity to to, uh, to speak with him on the phone once. It's a tremendous loss for our, uh, for our Lomdim uh, community. Also by Rosie and Mark Friedman, Li'ili Nishmas, Mark's father, Rabbi Morris Friedman, Harav Shmuel Moshe, Ben Yechiel Dova Cohen, whose yard site is Shabbos, and also by Amy and Michael Tarlau, commemorating the second yard site of Michael's father, Yechaskel Aaron, Ben Chaim Meir, We thank all of the sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So we're going to talk about today is the following. First, we're going to uh, discuss a children's obligation toward their parents' ribbons. We've been talking about a children's obligation toward their, the stolen items of their parents. What about ribbons that their parents had collected? The Gemara is going to make a potential distinction between children of a Gazlan who are Gedolim and children who are Katanim with regard to the Chiyof HaShava. I mean, the Gemara is going to jump back into the discussion about uh, the Chiyof HaShava when it comes to stolen items, but the Gemara is going to talk about whether there's a difference between children who are over Bar Mitzvah and under Bar Mitzvah. Then the Gemara is going to talk about the rights and the responsibilities of Yarshim, not in something that their father stole, but in something that their father borrowed. The father, in the middle of the loan, in the middle of the, uh, the term, the period of time that the father was borrowing something, he died. So what do the children, are the children allowed to use it? Are they chayiv and onsim, just like their father? What are their rights and responsibilities? Then the Gemara is going to discuss the concept of accepting edus shalo bifnei baldin, or bifnei a katan, which is the same as Shalom, might be the same as Shalom Bifnei the Baldin. And the Gemara is going to tell a fascinating story about Rabbi Yirmiya uh, trying to uh, receive uh, something that his father-in-law had left, uh, but uh, d- d- dealing with the problem of not being Makabal Eidos Shalom Bifnei Baldin. The Gemara is then going to have Machlokas about being Makaye Mishtar, not in front of the Baldin. So not only being Makabal Eidos Shalom Bifnei Baldin, we're going to talk about Kim Shtaros Shalom Bifnei Baldin, and the Gemara is going to talk about the process of allowing a malva to collect from the lovus properties. You know, let's say the lovus says, I just need a little more time. I need a little more time. I'm paying back. So at what point do we say, you know what? You're running out of time. And is it just a, like that? You know, one day uh, we're, we're letting it go and then the next day we come down on the mark? Or is there some sort of process that is involved? So that's going to be at the end of the daf. So let's begin at Amr Mar. So we had said, there's three lines on the bottom of the page. Amar we had said at the end of the Brisa that we learned yesterday, Gzela Kayam is Chayavin. That if the Gzela is still around, the Chayavin the Shalim, the Yarshim have to pay. They're not Kona the Gzela with the Yerush and Shinu Rishos. So it says, we're name of Tavi Tiyof to Dorim Berchama. Maybe that's a Kash on Rabbi Berchama, because Rabbi Berchama said that the Rishos Yorish is Kurushos Lokayach. That meaning when a Yorish receives it, it says, if a buyer had bought it, and should, therefore shouldn't that be considered Shinu Rishos? So I'm Lachar Berchama. 
Rabba, Rabbi Bar-Cham would answer, Kitanyahi. No, when that Brisa tells us that uh, the Yorshim have to return the Gzela and they are not Kona it, that's Lufnei Yehush. Meaning, the Brisa agrees with me that once you're Yorish, that's a Shina Rishos, but Shina Rishos is only one ingredient. You need Yehush and Shina Rishos. So the Brisa was talking when there was no Yehush and there was only Shina Rishos. Ravadabar Ava Masni Lahadrami Barchama Aha. Ravadabar Masna taught Rami Barchama's Shita and his Machlokas with Rava that we learned yesterday, not on the din of our Mishnah about someone who stole and was then Moresh Lebanov, but rather about a case of Ribis that the Tosefta says, if a father leaves over for his children after he dies, money that he received from his love of Betoras Ribis on the Halva'a, and not only if they, uh, if, if, if they know for, that, that the father has some money of Ribis somewhere in the estate, but I've even if they know that this precise money is ribis money, they do not have to return that ribis money. So in that context, we learn that Rabbi Bar says, from this din that the, their potter even though the father was motzi the money, and the halacha is that the ribis da raisas yotzubidayanim, halacha is that if you collect ribis, the, the, the guy could sue you in court and get the money back. So uh, nevertheless, uh, the, but since Rishus Yorish is Kurushus Lokech, that's why they're pater and they're kona it with Yehush and Shina Rishus. So the Yorshim are uh, kona that money with, with Yehush and Shina Rishus. How do I know that there's necessarily Yehush? So the Yamsur Shalom explains, who gives ribis is miyayish from ever getting it back. I mean, he assumes that was part of the deal. I borrowed the money and the terms of the, the loan were that there was ribis. So when he pays the ribis, he assumes that he's never going to uh, see that money again. Uh, it could be that Rishos Yorish is not considered a new Rishos. I, why then do the children not have to pay back the father's ribis? Uh, not because of Yeish and Shina Rishos. There is no Shina Rishos. Vishaini Hacha, it's just a special Xeris Akosov to Omar Kra, because the Pasuk says when it comes to Ribis, Al Tikach me Ito Neshech Vitarbis, and the Vierism El Kach Vachayachimach, so they darshin Ahadalekiechi Dinachi Badach, that you return the Ribis so that you can live together with him in peace. So since the Torah says Imach, that you're supposed to live together with him, so the Chiv of Ashavas Ribis is Lididei Kamasule Rahmana. It's only to the Makabala ribis that the Torah says that uh, that there's a mitzvah to return it, but his children are not included in that obligation to return it, and therefore that's why the kids don't have to return the ribis. So whereas Rabbi Barachama says that the reason the Tosefta says children don't have to return ribis is because it's Yesh and Shini Rishos, because Rishos Yoresh, Kirishos Tokeach, Rava says no, it's a special Xeris HaKasov that you have by ribis that, uh, that, that, that only the guy himself would have to return the ribbis, but not his Yorshim. There is a machlok as we shown him are the Yorshim only Nisma'it from the Chi of Hashavah's ribbis that their father took? What if they themselves collected ribbis on the loan that their father made? Their father made a loan and there was a ribbis uh, as part of the deal and then, uh, but he had not yet collected and then the children collected it. Do they have a Chi of Hashavah's ribbis on that? So that even if they took the ribbis, Midas Halove, they do not have to return it. However, the Rashba disagrees and he says that the Banim are Nisma'it Me'ashavah because they're not the ones that took 
the ribis. But if they if they are the ones that took the ribis, then they nochinami. The implication is they certainly would have to uh, return that ribis. So man de masnir brisa ravada barava who taught the machlokas rami barchama and rava uh, the, the, on on the brisa about ribis uh, that uh, and, and and proved from that brisa that uh, the, uh, had rami barchama proving from that brisa the rishus yorish is kerushos lokeach kolshkein amasnisin would certainly say that from our Mishnah, Rabbi Barchava could prove that Rishus Yorish is Kurushos Lokeach. But if Rami Barchama's basis for saying Rishus Yorish is Kurushos Lokeach was from our Mishnah, it could be that that was only a din by Gezel. But when it comes to the Brisa that's about Ribis, it could be Rabbi Barchama is going to be Moda, that there's no Raya from the Brisa that Rishus Yorish is Kurushos Lokeach, because he could learn the Brisa the way Rava learned the Brisa. That yes, the children get to keep the Ribis, they do not have to return it, but maybe that's only because there's a Zerosakasim by Ribis. So it's a more, it's a stronger Raya from our Mishnah than it is from our Brisa. So it says, Brisa says, if you steal and you feed the uh, the food that you stole to your children, and then the guy drops dead, the Gazan drops dead, so that the children do not have to pay it back. But in let's say the children didn't eat it. The father just left the Gzela in front of them, so it's still there, the children, if they are gedolim, have to return the gzela. But katanim peturim milashalim. If they're katanim, they don't have to return the gzela. So even though the, when the gzela is be'en, you can't be mechayiv them uh, to, because they're still it's still mechusu gavia and they're not benechiyu v'din. So even though the gzela is still there, you still can't do anything because they are katanim. You can't tell katanim to do anything. Vim amru gedolim, and if the gedolim children say enon yadu chashvanu shachashav avinu imach peturim, if they come with a taina and they say, I don't know what sort of cheshvonos our father made, maybe he already paid you back with something else. Well, then they're potter even when the gazelas be'en. So, Mishum Damri, Enon, Yod, and Peturim, what? Just because they say that we don't know about our father's cheshvonos, they're going to be potter. Over here you have a vade chiyuv. Their father definitely stole it. And it's, there's definitely a chiyuv hashava. And the nigzel tainas with the tainas bari that they never returned it. And the Yorshim only have a tainas safeg. I don't know, maybe the father may work out some deal with you. And he returned it. So, bari v'shem a bari why would they be able to say such a taina? The Gemara wonders. So, Amirava Hachi Kamarna, we miss, we miss, uh, uh, stated that last line of the Brisa. Gedolim Shamru Yodim Anu Cheshvonos Shechashav Avinu Yimach Velo Pashloch Gabe Velo Midi. If Gedolim come with the taina's bari and they say we know exactly what Cheshvonos our father made and he didn't leave anything of yours uh, in in his possession, Peturim, then they're not going to pay because they're neman with the taina that they could have said we already returned it or when there are no Edom on the Gzela Migo that they could have said La Hadam they could have said La Yedvar Me'olam that the whole Maisa never uh, never happened the Gemara wonders uh, the Rishonim rather are, are, are uh, wonder about the Gemara's Kasha over here right the Gemara says I don't understand how could you have a Havamina that Gedolim can say Einonu Yodim that's only a Taina Shema and Bari Vishema Bari Yadif so the Rishonim just point out that uh, by Yorshim we always say Tanin and Yorshim we, we would taina on behalf of Yorshim, whatever the father could have taina. The Yorshim don't need to have a taina's bari. And since the father could have said that he paid back the gzela, if he has a migo of gzarti, so, uh, so they, 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 should, they should believe it as well. So the Balamar and the Rush explained that it's not shchiach that the gazun would give back money for a gzela that's kayemes uh, in order to be kona the gzela. Meaning, he stole the item. The item is still there. It's very uncommon that the gazun instead will pay back money and keep the, uh, the item itself. So it's not
not a real taina that you could say. It's not a reasonable taina that would be shchiach enough that the person would be able to say taini idach. We have another brisa. Goes that a person is gozel, he feeds the food that he stole to his children, the children do not have to pay it back. But he didn't feed them, he just left it there, and then after he died, they ate it. So whether the children are gedolim or katanim, they're going to have to pay it back. Wait, is that true? Even if they did worse than eating it, if they were mazik kavana, they'd be potter, because katanim are simply loving they're not people who are obligated to pay. No, what the Brisa really meant to say is, if the father left the food there and the children have not yet eaten it, so it's still intact, then then even Ketanim are going to have to pay it back because you're holding on to something that belongs to somebody else. You have the very item itself. So now the Gemara brings a similar type of uh, topic about uh, not Yorshim with that which their father stole, but Yorshim's uh, rights and responsibilities in that which their father borrowed. The father borrowed a cow and he dropped dead. And here's the cow in, the, in his property. So the Yorshim are allowed to use it Kolzman that uh, the father had borrowed it. So the father had this, uh, you know, a 30-day uh, loan on this uh, this cow. He dies 10 days into it, so the Yarshim could continue to use it for another for another 10 days. Now, the uh, the, 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 uh, the, 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 the Achronim, rather, are bothered, major Achronim, Kivegur, the Nesivis, Machnefraim, they're all bothered that, generally speaking, the Allah is, the Gemara says, that a shovel is not Rashi Lahashil. So why is it that when, I, when, I, when, when someone lent the father this cow when he loaned the, father, the, the cow to the father why is it that the children are then allowed to be the shoalim after the father dies? A shoal in general is not allowed to pass it on to someone else to, to, uh, to lend it out. So they say that anyone who's mafkid, al-das ishto banafu mafkid. So one of the answers the Yachronim give is, when I lend somebody something, I know he's not going to be the only one using it. Whoever lives in this household is also going to be using it. And therefore there's an understanding that the children are, are also sholim. Or he says, maybe that's only din l'chachila. But b'dyeven, im avar v'hishil, maybe the, uh, the shawal is zocha uh, in the hishtamshos. Meaning, enochinami, when I lend something to somebody, he's not allowed to go and lend it to somebody else, but he didn't. He just dropped dead. And then, so it was loaned automatically to somebody else and maybe once that happens, they have the rights of Ishtamshus. He wasn't allowed to pass on those rights, but once those rights have been passed on, it's effective and they're allowed to use it. That's what the Achorim suggests. <laughs> but anyway, Mesa, if the cow drops dead uh, during the term, Ein Chayav Bon Seha. The Yorshim of all the rights, none of the responsibilities. They're not Chayav in an onus that happens to the cow, even though it was shown normally is uh, responsible is responsible for owns for owns him um, because they they can't yarshin chiyuvim that their uh, that their father that their father have uh, that the father had Rashi writes they themselves are not chayiv because they were not mekabel shmira on this Rashi and Ksuba says they're not the ones who borrowed it and since they're not the ones who borrowed it they're not the ones who are mekabel shmira so Machna Ephraim just points out in Simon Aleph when it, when it comes to the chiv of a shoel why is a shoel chayiv is it because mistama he's mekabel on himself to be chayiv in onsim, or do we say no? Even if he's, we know he's not mekabel to be mechayiv onsim. 
just the very fact that is meaning the very fact that Shaul doesn't have to pay anything for it and he gets to use it, all the benefits coming to his side, so that alone is so from Rashi says Ephraim, we could, we could uh, prove that it's totally in his Kabbalah, because over here the Yorshim uh, have all the rights and responsibilities, but they're not Chayven Onsim, why not? They have all the rights none of the responsibilities, they're not Chayven Onsim why are they not Chayven Onsim? Because they were never Mechabel, so you see it's a Raya that you need to be Mechabel now had it not been for Rashi you could not necessarily prove for, to that side of the Chakira just from the fact that Yorshim are Pater, because it could be that, uh, that, that you don't need a Kabbalah Schiv, but nevertheless you need to be Mechabel at least to be a Shoel and the Yorshim were never even Mechabel to do that Meaning, maybe it's an automatic that a shawl is chayv and onsim, whether they're makabal to be chayv and onsim or not, but they have to at least be makabal to be a shawl. And in this case, they weren't even makabal to be a shawl. So the raya is only from Rashi. The raya is not from the halacha itself that's in, in, the, in the Gemara. So, uh, okay, so we had said so uh, that, that, uh, that a father leaves uh, she'ela, so they're, they're not chayv in uh, onsim. So, uh, however, if they didn't know that it was she'ula, kisrum shalaviyamhi, they thought this belonged to their father. And therefore, they uh, they shechted and ate it. That's not considered like a pshia, nor is it like a neva aveda. That's considered an ones, and we can't be mechayiv them. He didn't mazik because it's an ones gomor. They had no reason to know that their father didn't own this. It, they, the father died; it was there, so it's considered an ones gomor. At least that's the way Tosas learns. Because Tosas learns that that that, that even uh, though a mazik obviously is going to be chayiv when he's mazik beimishogbe when it's Ones Gomor, a Mazik is going to be Potter. That's based on Yerushalmi, but it's against the Ramban. The Ramban writes that a Mazik is Chayiv even Ones Gomor. So the Ramban has to understand our Gemara a little differently. But anyway, within Tosos, the way to teach our Gemara is that if they thought it belonged to their father, and then they were Mazik it, they shechted it, they ate it, but that's an Ones Gomor, and therefore they're going to be Potter. So Mesham, but Mesham they do have to pay two-thirds of the value of the meat. They don't have to pay the full value of the behema because had they known that they'd be chayv to pay that, they never would have eaten from the basar at all. But al-das, to be mishal in basar bazul, they would still eat because it's still a great deal on the meat. So that's mashanen. So they at least have to pay for the hanoa that they got. But if their father left them, then they have to pay. So what essentially is we have three statements over here. Statement number one is that when a father dies and there is a parashu'ula in the property, they have the right to continue using it, but are not chayiv onsim. Statement number two is that if they shechted it, and when they, that if they shechted it, not knowing that it was uh, that it was borrowed, then they're going to be potter. They're only going to have to pay to make basul And then statement number three is something about achrayis nechasim being chayiv to pay. So what's that going on? Is that going on statement number one, or is that going on statement number two? So says Gemara Ika the Masna Some learned that last line about the chayiv onsim that when there's an onus in the part of the bailim could collect the money from the nechasim shubadim of the uh, of the father. Meaning we said the, that the children are going to be totally potter from Onsen. Yeah, but then that last line says, unless the father left Karka. If the father left Karka, then that's Meshubah to pay back for, the, uh, for that which was borrowed. But some say, no, this is going on the case of the Seifa, where they didn't know, they ate it, so the Bailam could collect from the Yarshim, uh, Demei Basar Bazul, 
But if there was karka, then he could collect even more than the Basar Bazul. So Madni Masna the one who taught this din about collecting from the karka uh, when it's when it's Nenas, uh Seifa would say for sure in the Seifa that they're able to collect from the from the Nechasim when uh, when the children shechted it. Rav Papa, and therefore Rava disagrees with Rav Papa about whom we're going to learn soon, who holds that uh, that that the Nechasim of a Shoel are not Meshubad so long as the item is still intact. It's only at the moment of Pshia or at the moment of Ones that it becomes Meshubad. So if at the moment of Pshia or at the moment of Ones the father was already dead, there's not going to be any Shibud that's created. But the one who taught this Din, in the case of the Sefer where the Yorshim ate it, it could be that it's only in that case that you could collect from the Nechassim that were Meshubad while the father was still alive. But maybe in the case of the Reisha uh, where we would not say that you collect from the Nechassim because it was not Meshubad from the time of the beginning of the Sheva. It's only from the time of the Ones. And the time of the Ones happened after the father died. And that would be perfectly aligned with Rapapa, who says that the Shibud only begins at the time of the Pshi or at the time of the Ones and not at the time of the Sheva. So essentially the Machlokas really boils down to at what point is the Shibud Karkaos on a, on, on a loan, uh, of, on, on an item that is loaned, at what point does the Shibud Karkaos kick in? Does the Shibud Karkaos kick in at the time that you lend the item to the other fellow? Or does Shibu Karkos kick in when the item that was loaned suffers some sort of pshi or ones, and now there's a Shibu Karkos? So where did Rav Papa take a stance on this? Tom Rav Papa, Rav Papa said the following, Let's say you had a stolen cow ready from Erev Shabbos. And then you shechted on Shabbos. Chayiv. You have to pay Dalad Vey. Even though we normally have a din of Kamle Bidrabe Mine, that if you're Chayiv for Chayiv Skil of Chil Shabbos, you're going to be potter from any Dine Mominus. Uh, over here, we're not going to apply Kamle Bidrabe Mine. Shekhvar Chayiv Begeneva, Kodum Shevim De Yisr Shabbos. Because you were already Chayiv in the Geneva on Erev Shabbos before the Chayiv Shabbos came in. Aye, but the Dalad Vey is only Bishas Tvicha, it's not Bishas Geneva. But uh, you're not gonna, the Onesh Misa is not going to get you out of the Chiv Dalad Vehei because uh, Dalad Vehei is a Knas. And Misa patters you from a Chiv Mamon. Kamle Bidramine patters you from a Chiv Mamon. It does not patter you from a Chiv Knas. But I saw Parah Shu'ulalo if a person had a borrowed para and he shafted it on, on Shabbos. Potter. Then he's going to be Potter uh, for, from paying back the Karen of the Gezela because Isra Shabbos is a Bon That's a Mamon payment, and it happened that he incurred that Mamon payment at the very moment that he uh, that he was being Mechal Shabbos. So he's only going to be punished for the Chal Shabbos. Come Lebedramine, he's not going to have to pay the money. It's just like when you shoot an arrow and it goes through someone's shirt and also their heart and and, and kills them. So you're going to be Chayev for killing them. You're not going to be high for the monetary damage that was done along the way. So here also, you had a borrowed cow, you shechted it on Shabbos, that's a mamun payment you should have been chayiv, but since you're chayiv for Shabbos, you're putter from, uh, from the mamun payment. Um, the, uh, and and, and, and uh, obviously we're not going to say dal because we're not talking about a ganav or a gazlan over here, but it's from that din we learn that Rav Papa holds that a shoel is not chayiv from the tchilas hasha'ila. He's only chayiv at the shas pshir shas ones, because had his chayiv 
even already kicked in from the Tchilas Hashel, from the moment he borrowed it, well, that happened before Shabbos. So then the Chiv Mamon should have been considered to have occurred prior to Shabbos, and he should still be Chayiv in the Mamon. Why is it that we apply Kamle Bidra Minei? Because the Shibudim and the Chiv Mamon really only kicks in, Mishas Ones, Mishas Pshia, at the time that something happened to the borrowed item. That was the original context of Rav Papa's statement. Tan Rabbanon, we have a new Brisa. Veishvaz Gzela Ashar Gazal. You should return the Gzela. Which Gzela? You know, the one that you stole. Matam Lam Ashar Gazal. What is the phrase Ashar Gazal adding into the Pasuk? So Yaksir Ken Shagazal to tell me they only have to return it when it's still intact. But if it's not intact, then you're potter. Now, uh, obviously, we can't be talking about a gazlan and saying that if you steal something, you better use it quick because uh, then you'll be able to get away with it. You're not going to have to. That can't be. A gazlan obviously has to pay back for things that he stole, even if he used them up already. So, it's based on this that we learn that if a person stole and fed it to his children, the children will be potter from paying it back. But if he left the item itself, whether the, uh, the children are over or below bar mitzvah, they have to return the item itself. They're holding on to something that doesn't belong to them. But Sumcha says only Gedolim are going to be chayv to return it. Ketanim are going to be potter to return it. You cannot be mechayv ketanim in chayv hashava, even if the gzela is still intact. So the Gemara now tells a story relating to this, relating to Kabbalah Seidu Shalom B'fnei Baldin, which relates to the fact that Ketanim are potter, relating to the idea that you can't, uh, the Ketanim have certain rights and privileges. So Bar de Rabbi Yirmiya, the son of the father of Rabbi Yirmiya, who apparently was still a Katan, he closed the doors of the house in front of Rabbi Yirmiya that Rabbi Yirmiya should not be able to enter because Rabbi Yirmiya's father-in-law had died and Rabbi Yirmiya wanted to take the house that had previously belonged to his father-in-law because he had a taina that belonged to him. He claimed that his father-in-law had given it to him as a matana, so he wanted to go and be machzik in the house. So his brother-in-law, right, the son of his father-in-law, came and uh, closed up the house and uh, made sure that Rabbi Yirmiya couldn't enter to be machzik in it. So Rabbi Yirmiya came to Rabbi Yavin's basin to, you know, for Din Torah. So Amar, so Rabbi Yavin said, Shalohu Toveh, the Katan is being Toveh, that which belongs to him. He's a Yorish of his father. So Rabbi Yirmiya said, what, you think I'm just trying to take away his Yerusha? No, chas v'shalom. The, my father-in-law gave it to me as a matana during his lifetime. And I have Edim, that I already had three years of Chazaka while my father-in-law was still, was still alive. So it's Chazaka, Shiesh Imatayna, that the house belongs to me. So Amalei, so Rabbi Yavin said, You think we're going to be Makabal Edim, Shalob Ifnei Baldin? A Katan is always considered Shalob Ifnei Baldin. We cannot be Makabal the Edus, no matter how much Edus you have. So it's practically more of a low. Can you not? But didn't we learn in the Raisa? That if the father left a gzela over for his children and the gzela is still intact, bein gedolim bein ketanim chayavin, that both gedolim and ketanim are chayav to return it. Obviously, we're makabeleidus against the ketanim, and the ketanim have to return it. So you see, you are makabeleidus shalom b'fnei baldin, meaning b'fnei ketanim who are baldin. So Rabbi Rabbi Yavin said, "You bring me a raya from the Tanakama, but I'm a chalka sumchus betzidcha." But sumchus had disagreed with the Tanakama, and he said that you cannot be mechayiv the ketanim at all. So it's unbelievable. The whole world is going to pass like a das yachar of sumchus just to make sure I don't get the house that I'm entitled to. Meaning, why on earth would you pass like sumchus? L'chara, we should pass like the rabbanon and not like sumchus. While all this was happening, Igalgil Milsa. 
The case came to Rabbi Avo. So Amr Rabbi Avo said, Lo Do you not know Had Rabbi Yosef Barchama Am Rabbi Yoshaya? The teaching of Rabbi Yosef Barchama Am Rabbi Yoshaya, Dom Rabbi Yosef Barchama Am Rabbi Yoshaya, Tinok Shetaka Fa'avadav, Viyorad Toksadusha Havero. If let's say you have a child who has Avadim and he grabs all of his Avadim and he goes into someone else's field and Va'amar Shalihu uh, and he claims that that field is his, so we don't say, uh, We better not throw the child out of the field because he's just a kid so let's wait till he becomes an adult and then we'll throw him out of the field no right away we take him out of the field he can't just storm into someone else's field with all of his avadim and go take the field and get a pass until he becomes a bar mitzvah into the contrary throw him out right now when he becomes a god let him bring him that it belongs to him we'll see that if he's correct or not so over here also uh, the time is let Rabbi Yirmiya keep the karka, and when the child gets older, we'll see if the child, I mean, this child locking all the doors, I'm keeping the house for myself, throw him out of there. When he becomes an adult, if he's able to prove that the house belongs to him, then he'll, then he'll be able to get the house. So says, no, 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 me dummy, how can you compare this to the, this story of Rabbi Yirmiya to the din of Rabbi Yoshaya? Over there, there are motzi the tinok from the karka to lokai melea because there is no chazaka that the father had that it was his to begin with. So what's the kid doing there? There's nothing indicating that it at all belonged to the kid. I mean, the default before we knew anything, had the, the kid had no shaykhs to the field. But over here, we knew that this field once belonged to the father and we know that this child is the yoresh of the father. So the, the default position before Rabbi Yirmiya came and said, oh, I've ate him and I've chazak and he gave it to his matana and I have all these titles. Before that, that happened, we know the father on the field, we know this kid's a yoresh, so Mela, the kid should be the one who has the upper who has the upper hand, and therefore we can allow the kid to stay in the field until he grows up, and then Rabbi Yirmiya could go and bring his aidim. So Gemara brings other cases of being makabel edus shalom b'fnei baldin. Amr Ravashi, Amr Rabbi Shabtai, Mekabel Neidu Shalom B'vnei Baldin. They are allowed to be Mekabel Neidu Shalom B'vnei Baldin. So Toiba, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan started looking into this to try to understand. Rabbi Shabtai, Vichy Mekabel Neidu Shalom B'vnei Baldin. Is that true? You can be Mekabel Neidu when the Baldin is not there? Oh, that's not really true. Kibla Minei Rabbi Yossi Berchanina. After all, Rabbi Yossi Berchanina received the following teaching teaching um, uh, um, the, the uh, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yosef Echanina was Makabal from Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shabtai's perush, that could go and show you who Chola, the case must be that the Baldin is a Chola, O Eid of Cholim, or the Eidim are Cholim, or the Eidim want to go on a trip somewhere and they're not going to be back for a long time, so we need to get this Eidus done right now, Vishalchlo, and the Basin sent to, to the Nitva, that he should come to the Din Torah, Veloba, and he did didn't come. So in those cases, the Chum say you could be Makabalidus, even Shalobifne Baldin. So that's where we uh, we say that Makabalid Shalobifne Baldin. But otherwise, we're no nowhere are we Makabalidus Shalobifne Baldin. We said uh, one of the cases was Shayahu Chola. Who's the who that was Chola? So there are two uh, approaches in Rishonim. Some say that the Toveya is Chola and he's going to die. So he wants uh, that the, uh, that, the, the that they should be Makabalidim right now in order that, uh, that he, he could be there. 
uh, while it's happening before he drops dead. Others say that the nitva is chola, and the makabel the edus shalobefanav because the toveya doesn't want to wait until the nitva's children grow up and become bar mitzvah to have to deal with this case. Meaning the nitva is chola. I don't know how long he's going to be around. His children are very young. If he dies, I'm going to have to deal. I'm going to have to wait till the kids get uh, get older. So that's uh, that's two days in terms of uh, who's who exactly. Is the chola? There is a steer in Rashba here. The Rashba writes that it's only by dinin nefashos that there's a din daraisa that you're not makabel the shul b'fnei baldin. By dinin mamlus, it's only in asmach that's a din darabanon, and that's why we're mekel b'makom That's why in all these cases where it's a shas adchak, where you have he's a chola and you know, this guy's going on a trip and this and that, so we say okay, we'll do away with the halach of not makabel the shul b'fnei baldin because the whole thing is only din darabanon. So b'shas adchak, we're going to be mekel. It's a steer because in shuvas harashba the beis Quotes a Chuba's Rashba that says not that way, that there's no chilik. And uh, whenever there's Tzorach or Makabel, both for Dine Nefashos and for Dine Mamanis, and they're all, it's all a Dindal Raisa, um, but it just happens to be that if there's a Shasat Chak, we're going to be Makabel Shalom Bifnei Baldin. So another case where Makabel Shalom Bifnei Baldin, Amr Abidom Shmuel, Makabel Mem Shalom Bifnei Baldin, Amr Maruk for the Deep and Farshal Shmuel, when was Shmuel talking about that you're Makabel Shalom Bifnei Baldin, Kigon the Paschale Bedine, that they already started to have the Din Torah, and now the Toveya wants to bring his Edim, and they told the Nitva, no, come to Beisdin, they uh, subpoenaed him to Beisdin, and he didn't come. But if the Din Torah never began, he can say, you know what, I, I'm not satisfied with this Beisdin, I want to go to a more prestigious Beisdin. If that's the case, that he could always be Docha to Beisdin, why when the Din Torah started, could he still, can he not say the Beisdin, Meaning, why is it that once the Din Torah starts, you're no longer allowed to come with such a taina? So, Ravina could go to Nakatiska, The case must be that there is a, that he has a letter from the Beis Nagadol that entitles this Beisdin to hear the case. So then the, uh, the, the, the other fellow, the Nitva, cannot taina that he wants to go to the Beznah Gadol. So now the Gemara brings a machlokas about Kim Shtaros, Shalom B'fnei Baldin. Amram, Mekaimenes HaShtar, Shalom B'fnei Baldin. Rav holds, you can do a Kim Shtar, Shalom B'fnei Baldin. Rabbi Yochan Amar, Ein Mekaimenes HaShtar, Shalom B'fnei Baldin. Rabbi Yochan disagrees. If you can do Kim Shtaros, it has to be in front of the Baldin. Let me explain to you why Rabbi Yochanan holds that you need the Bali Din to be there, that you cannot be Makabaleidos, Shalobifne Baldin. Because Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, by Yashara Muad, that kills a person, that the shor does not become a muad to be mechaiv the bailim to pay kofar unless you were made in Bezin in front of the bailim that the shor is a muad. So Amratora, Yavobalashar, Biyamud al Shoro. That the Balashar has to be there when they're Makabal Edus in the basin against the Shar. And we're not Makabal Edus Shalobifanov in order that he could be, uh, um, and, 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 uh, and we, we, we want him to be able to make a Taina against the Edim, to Machish the Edim, to bring other Edim. He's got to be there in order to be able to, to deal with the case. We pass him though, when it comes to Kim Shtaros, that can happen. And even if he's screaming, do not be makabal, do not be makayim the star, it's a star mezuyaf, we're, we're makayim the star, shalom b'fnei baldin. The Rashba says, what do you mean? It, the whole discussion is, 
what we're being kind of start shalob baldin means the guy's not there. So what do you mean? Amad b'tzavach. He's screaming. If he's how do we hear him screaming? If he's not if he's not here, right? The whole case doesn't seem to the whole lashon seems to be a little magumgum. Uh, so uh, he says. Uh, so the Rashi writes that the chiddush is that we're gove with such a star that was mekuyim shalob b'fanav. Even when, even if at the time that we're trying to be Gove, the Baldin shows up and he says, "Wait, how could you be Gove with such a star? The whole thing is mezuyif. It doesn't matter. We ignore him entirely. We're not choshish ledvarv at all." The Yamer Zimna. But if the Lover says, "Give me some time. Don't collect yet." Give me time to at least bring my aidim to prove to you that this star is mezuyaf and that you have no right to collect with such a star so natinale we give him some time and if he comes in the allotted time great and if he doesn't come in the allotted time we wait until uh, the next Monday and if he doesn't come then Thursday afterwards and if he doesn't come then the Monday afterwards and if he doesn't come then then Basin writes a star nidui against this guy for not Paying his chovos, Tishin Yomin, for another 90 days before we start collecting from his properties. Why 90 days? Because the first 30 days, we're not going to go collect Damar Katark Vinisov. We assume that he's uh, busy trying to borrow money in order that he'll be able to pay back. During the next 30 days, we also don't go to his properties and seize them. We assume that maybe he couldn't find anyone to lend him money, and therefore, so now he's busy trying to sell off his nechassim so he can liquidate, he can have some cash to be able to pay back. And then and then the last 30 days, we also don't yet confiscate his properties. Because we assume that whoever he's selling his, uh, his nechassim to needs to come up with the cash to pay for that so that he'll have the money. So lo asa But if by the end of 90 days he still hasn't come, then we write uh, to the malva a sharp sakdin that he's able to collect from the money from the nichse, the money from the nichse alova wherever those nechasim may be. But this whole idea of waiting this amount of time is the amr If he says, you know, give me some time to gather, to get myself together. But if he's defiant and he says, I am absolutely not coming, I'm not dealing with this, this is all garbage. So then the Alta Kasvina, and then right away we'll write an Adrachta against him. And that's only Bimilva when it comes to a loan. If a person is Tavea, please return my Pikadon that uh, you're, you're, you're supposed to be a Shomer on, um, and he doesn't return it, then the Alta Kasvina. Then right away we write a Shtar Adrachta. That which we write a Shtar Psakdin, that the Malva is able to go to the Nechasm of the Lova to collect, is Amakarkai. That's only on Karkai. But he's not able to collect from Metal. Because maybe the Malva is going to come and uh, and finish off all the metalpolin that he collected with the chov. And then, if at a later date the love is able to prove that the star was in fact mezuyaf, there's going to be nothing left to collect. But Karka's real estate, Karka's always going to be there. So if he collects Karka, if later we have to reverse the decision, they will be able to do that. If the Malva has Karka's Kasvina, then we can even write on the metal of the love, but Velohi. That's not true. We never write an Adrachta on Metalflin. Even if the Malva has Karka, because we're afraid that that Karka may get ruined, then the love is not 
going to be able to collect back from that. And when do we write in Adrachta? When we do write in Adrachta, we have to let him know. And that which we say that we have to let him know is the Mikrov. It's only if he's nearby, within a day's journey. If he's further away, low, then we don't have to let him know. And even if he's further away, but there are Krovim that could uh, let him know. Or there are Shayaros where people are traveling from one place to the other. We wait to write the Shtar Adrachta. For twelve months, until the, the shiaros, the, the caravans go back and forth. Just like Ravina paskin for Maracha to wait twelve months on his lova that he was who didn't live in the city. Until the, the, the caravan came back from Bechazai. That's not a raya. Maracha was a very powerful man. And if he would have gotten the adrachta we never would have been able to take it back from him afterwards. So that's why Ravina Paskin that he needs to wait 12 months. Avalhacha, but a person who's not a particularly powerful person, even if there are Shayaros, we don't have to wait for the Lova. Until the Shliach Bezin comes on Tuesday to let the Lova know. And the Lova has to come back by Wednesday. And on Thursday, which is the Zaman of Moshe Bezin, when the Bezin meets, so then he'll come and he'll stand with the, the uh, basin. But it's got to all be within a one day's journey. Okay, Beth Hashem, Alicia will pick up tomorrow at Amar Avina. I'm going to be gone Friday and Shabbos Sunday. But believe me, I will be back on Monday. Everyone have a great day.